God. Well, you know, I'm going to continue on what I've been preaching on for the past few weeks and uh, on having strong faith, on having strong faith. How many knows your faith is important to God? And uh, your faith is important to you getting answered prayer. Your faith is important to you seeing the manifestations of what God has said you could have in your life. And uh, so I've been preaching on that for quite a while. And, and uh, I kind of started out when I started on, on Habakkuk 2.4. And uh, we all know what it says. It says, but the just shall live by his faith. The latter part of that verse says, but the just shall live by his faith or her faith if you're her. And so we live by our faith. So faith is important to God. And, and I'm going to read this for the sake of those that might not have heard it. Uh, the first time, they might not have heard it the second time, might not have heard it the third time or the fourth time. I'll just say it the next time, this time again. And uh, that if you look up, when you say shall live, the just shall live, here's what it means. It means to stay alive. It means to be preserved, to be kept or saved from injury or destruction, to defend, to defend from evil. It means to flourish. It means to enjoy life, to live in happiness. It means to breathe, to be alive, to be animated, which is lively, vigorous, or full of spirit. It means to recover health or live continuously. And so the just shall live by faith. You know, I, I know people who, uh, you know, when I'm talking about faith, and some people have a, you know, I think some people think there's certain Christians that are not a part of the faith group. And let me tell you something. If you're not a part of the faith group, you're not a part of the God group. It don't matter who you are, what denomination you're from. It don't matter what labels on your door. You're a faith person because you couldn't even get saved without it. And so you got saved by faith. And so we learn from the word of God how God operates and what God responds to. In fact, Hebrews 11, 6 says this, but without faith, but without faith, it is, everybody help me impossible to please God. For they that come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So there is a faith life and we are faith people. And so uh, I live by faith. I'm, I've grown a lot in faith over the 30 some odd years or ever how long I've been born again, which has been 30 some odd years. And uh, I've grown a lot. And uh, because here's how you grow and can I tell you how you grow in faith? And you can't grow any other way. Romans 10, 17 says this. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. And you know, I, I want to say this because I'm, I'm not going to preach on this because God, I've been work, I'm working on this, this right here because God, spoke something to me yesterday when I was uh, uh, just kind of getting ready. To, we're going out of town to, uh, today. We're headed to Galveston for a conference. And uh, and I, I just getting ready. I, I had tons of stuff to get ready and, and to get to do and to get ready to leave my house. And uh, while, I'm, while I'm just wandering around and, and doing all this, God, th- this phrase come up in my heart and in my mind, and it was, I don't receive this. In the name of Jesus. I don't receive this in the name of Jesus. And when I started pondering and thinking about that, that God started speaking to me. This is not my message this morning, so don't dock me on this. And, uh, it may be my message in Galveston. I'm not sure. But the thing about it is 
is uh, I hear people say that all the time. They get a bad report or something, and they'll say, I don't receive this in Jesus' name. I just don't receive that. And the Holy Ghost said this to me, why don't you receive it? How come you don't receive it? How come you don't receive it? Now listen to me, don't get shocked, all you faith people in this house. Now, saying I don't receive this in the name of Jesus, that's not a bad thing, that's a good thing. But if you don't know why you don't receive it, if you don't know why you don't receive it, you have to know why you don't receive it in Jesus' name. Y'all hear that pin drop on this carpet this morning? It's good to say that because I hear people say it all the time. Or they'll just say something like this, I don't receive that. I don't receive that. I don't receive that. I don't receive that report. I don't receive it. But yet that report still continually affects their life. Because, see, if you're believing God for healing and they give you a bad report and they say this, they said, well, you got a bad report, you got cancer, you got something like this, and you can say, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus, and that's a good start. But you need to know why you don't receive it. Isaiah 53, 5 says why you don't receive it, because he himself took your infirmities, bore your sicknesses and diseases, and by Jesus' stripes you are healed. That's why I don't receive it. 1 Peter 2.24 says the same thing. For by Jesus' stripes you were healed. That's why I don't receive it. Now that just gave y'all something to think about a little bit. I'm not preaching that this morning. But I'm going to continue on having strong faith. So when you say I don't receive something, know why you're not receiving it. Know why? Because of what the Word of God says. Amen. The Word is our strength. It's our it's our our, our foundation in which we we live our lives. The Word is the most important thing we can have in our lives and a part of us. If there's anything you want to get, you want to get the Word. And so Jeremiah one twelve, the Amplified says, "Then said the Lord to me, You have seen well, for I'm alert and active, watching over my what Word to perform it." That's in the Amplified. He says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. What's he watching over? His word. The word is the foundation of a strong faith life. And we need to have a strong faith life. We need to know what the word of God says. Amen. We read the story last week. I think it was last week about in Luke uh, chapter 1 about Mary. Uh, the mother of Jesus. People read that during Christmas and all such as that. But verse 37 of that, that, that verse or that chapter that we read, and uh, it talked about how the angel came to Mary and told her she was going to have a child. She said, how in the world is that going to happen? I, have not, I don't know a man. And all of a sudden the angel told her how it was going to happen. And this is what Luke 137, the Amplified says, for with God, this is what he told Mary. He said, for with God, nothing is ever impossible and no word from God shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. No word from God is without power or impossible. What is that? No word from God. Say it with me. No word from God. No word from God. So when you have the word on something, I'm telling you something, God's watching over that word. Why? Because his word in your mouth is just as powerful as his word in his mouth when you begin to speak it out. And you say the word of God, the word of God still has power. 
Listen to me. The Bible says in the New Living Translation that says no word of God will, no word, no, for the word of God will never fail. The word of God will never fail. Say it with me. The word of God will never fail. Elizabeth told Mary when, when, uh, she went and went to Elizabeth's house. Here's what she said in verse 45, amplified and blessed, happy to be envious. She who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. You got to believe that there will be a fulfillment of the things that are spoken to you from God. You have to believe the Word of God. See, there's a lot of believers, and then there's a lot of non-believers. See, I know a lot of people that they're unbelieving believers. You say, well, that don't even make sense, Pastor. Yes, it does, because they'll read the Word of God and then tell you they don't believe it. Well, they're a non-believing believer in that particular area of their life. you got to be a believer. You know, you might have to change some ideas. One thing about the Word of God, it will bring correction in your life and it will change the way you think. People say, well, I was always taught to believe this. If you have the Word that contradicts that, you better go with the Bible. You better go with the Word. Amen? Praise God. Somebody told me one time years ago, they said, your problem is this. And I guess I do have some problems. And this was a member of our church and said, your problem is this. You were indoctrinated, all your indoctrination when you were young. I said, well, that's impossible. I was never brought up in church. I never knew anything about nothing. When I got saved, I never read the Bible. I had very seldom been to church. I went to vacation Bible schools only, only for the cookies and punch. And there was a few girls hanging around. But other than that, I didn't, I didn't know anything about God. I didn't even know what Easter was about. You know, Peter Cottontail, there it is. Hello, Peter. And it wasn't until, listen, it wasn't until I just went, why am I saying this? But anyway, it wasn't until me and my wife got married, I finally convinced her to marry me. (laughs) She told me, don't you ever tell me that again. But anyway, I told my wife I was going to marry her and we ain't even dated. We ain't even went out. We hadn't done nothing. I called her up on the phone and said, I'm going to marry you. She said, don't you tell me that. (laughs) Well, guess what? We're going to be married 43 are 44 years, 44 years in February, 44 years in February. And I married a woman that told me not to tell her to ask her. We got married four months after we went out on our first, our first date. Men, you'll be happy where I took her to the Huntsville prison rodeo. (laughs) Hello, Jesus. Isn't that where all you women would want to go on your first date? <laughs> She's just happy to be with me. <laughs> I'm not even looking at her. <laughs> so, you know, but I didn't know anything about the Word until I got born again. We went to Dallas Home and Praise concert in Waco, Texas. She she asked me to go, and and uh, I, I didn't want to... I, I really didn't want to go... Uh, I, I was mean that day. I, I, that's the only time I've been mean in our whole marriage. And uh, forgive me, Jesus. And uh, but anyway, we went to that Dallas Home and Praise concert in Wake. How many not remembers who Dallas Home and Praise is? They were a great group. 
Well, we went, and all the way there, I was griping, I was complaining, I was mad because we was getting, we was running a little late. I hate going nowhere late. I hate getting anywhere late. I do not like going nowhere late. I never get, listen to me, I never get anywhere late. Never. I'm always 15, 20 to 30 minutes early. And so, uh, and anyway, we got there, and when he started singing and ministering, it melted my heart. I'm talking about God started drawing me and pulling me, and I, I should have went up for the altar call, but I did not go. I, I was I was steadfast in my seat, and I would not go up there. And uh, after we got home, I, I, I actually went out in the, in the field, and I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart out with a rod and reel in my hand trying to fish. And I accepted Jesus Christ. I knelt down and said, God, you're real. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Save me. And I tell you what, it was like, it was like, you know, people said, I didn't feel anything when I got saved. Honey, I felt I got saved. I felt in my life I got saved. I felt like something was just lifted out of me. I felt like God just literally took me. Uh, and the Bible says you pass from darkness to light. You pass from darkness a lot. He removes that darkness. And I'm telling you, I felt it. I knew it. I knew I was saved. I knew I was born again. And I'm telling you, I got saved down to the bone. I got saved. Listen, it, God literally transformed my life that day. I went into the house and I found the Bible and I started reading that Bible from that day. And I've read that Bible till this day. And I'm here to tell you right now, that is what kept me with God. That's what kept me with God is reading the Word of God, is reading the Bible. Listen, if you get saved and you never read the Bible, you're not going to stick with Him too long. You're not going to stick with Him too long because your Word is your communication with God. It's your communication with God. It's how you know God. You don't know God apart from His Word. You can't know Him apart from His Word. And when I started reading His Word, I began to find out what my Father was like, find out what my Lord and Savior was like. And my life started being transformed and transformed and transformed and transformed. And it's still being transformed today. It's still being transformed. Every time I read the Word of God, I go through uh, Charlotte transformation every time. Even if I've read that same Scripture a hundred times, I'm still being transformed by it. And so the word is so important to your well-being, to your health, to your prosperity, to your stability in God, to the strengthening and increase of your faith. And so I want to go to Luke chapter 5, if you will. Luke chapter 5. And uh, in this story here, we're talking about the word, the foundation for your strength, for your faith, strength of your faith. In verse 1. It says this, so it was as the multitude pressed about Jesus, and this is what it is, I'm in the New Living Translation, about Jesus to hear the Word of God. Listen, they were pressing what they want to do, hear the Word of God. I believe there's going to be a day when we have those kind of services that people are going to press in to want to hear the Word of God again. There's got to be hunger for the Word of God. In fact, one of the prophecies I was reading on my wall said people are going to come to church and stand wanting to get in church before the doors are ever even open. You said, does that happen? Listen, me and my wife, we have been to camp meetings and conferences in Tulsa, Oklahoma in February, and I'm telling you, we have stood out in front of the door for an hour with snow that deep on the ground waiting to get in those doors. Patsy's been there waiting to get in Kenneth e. Hagin's uh, camp meetings that he had with snow on the ground. And you're sitting there freezing, but you want to be get as close as you can get. And in fact, that almost stomped you to death before you got in. That's Christian folk. 
Them Christians would run you down. Huh? You got to be fast. I want to see that again. I said, I want to see that kind of hunger again for the things of God. It says, so they pressed, uh, pressed about Jesus to hear the word of God. And he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got in one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Launch out into the deep and, and uh, uh, let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Can you see some excitement in Peter's voice about going out and fishing again? I mean, he wasn't excited about going out fishing again. He didn't want to go out fishing again. They're just getting their nets cleaned up after working all night, toiling all night, he said. They literally labored all night trying to catch fish, and he said they caught nothing. They didn't catch anything. I'm telling you, I've been on fishing trips that we didn't catch nothing. There's a little disappointment there. Amen. Go with Mike. You'll find that out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that, Mike. I... I have caught a lot of fish with Mike, praise God. Hallelujah. And Lynn, we, we're fishing buddies sometimes. And, uh, but anyway, it's very disappointing. And here he is. He's saying, we've taught all night long. Listen, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people in the body of Christ that's living in disappointment. They, they've been working. They've been slaving. I've heard people say, make statements. Like, I've been serving God all my life and nothing seems to be happening. Nothing seems to be working. Nothing seems to be changing in my life. That's a disappointment there. That's, 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 that's a, 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 you know, I heard somebody say, say this the other day. They said, failure is not an option. Failure is not an option when it comes to God. God is not producing failures and He is not a failure and He is a God of success and He wants you to have success in everything you do. In fact, He said everything you lay your hands upon, everything you touch will prosper if you will just meditate in the Word day and night and, and change the way you're thinking and change your processes in which you think and what you do. And I'm telling you something right now. Simon Peter said, we've told all night long, we have caught nothing, but nevertheless, at your word, we'll let down the net. Nevertheless, at your word, we're going to let down, in other words, your word. Here's the thing, Saul. Peter was in the boat with him. So he couldn't, he couldn't, they, had, they pushed out from the land. So he stayed in the boat with him and he heard everything Jesus said. He heard everything Jesus said. He heard the whole sermon. He was sitting there listening. But here's what, here's what he was doing. He was hearing what Jesus said. So you got to hear what the word says. You can't just be a listener. You got to be a hearer. Jesus said, let him who has ears hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. 
So I'm telling you, he sit and heard every word. And I'm telling you, that word was Im- making an impact, Darlene, on Peter as he sat there. Why? Because he said, we toiled all night long. We're fishermen. We're commercial fishermen. That's how we make a living. We know how to fish. You're a carpenter. Who in the world are you to tell us how to fish? But he said, nevertheless, at your word. Why? Because the word that Jesus said was like the Bible says Jesus didn't speak like the, uh, the Sadducees and the religious leaders. Jesus spoke as one having authority. He spoke as one who believed what he said. See, there's a lot of people that said things, they really don't believe it. He did this. Jesus believes what he said. And he said, nevertheless, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go, we're going to let down the nets as you said to do. See, here's what we got to get as Christians. When we read the word of God, we got to decide to obey it. Huh? You said, I'm not going to do nothing that preacher said. Well, let's try doing what Jesus said. Huh? Hello? Listen, when I'm reading the Bible, it's not my words. When I'm quoting Scripture, it's not my words. See, I'm giving you something that God's watching over to perform. And that's all that he performed. Because I could give you my ideology, I could give you my, 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 my convictions and such as that, but that might not help you a whole lot. But I tell you what, the word of God will produce in every person's life the same. There's no difference in you or anybody else. It don't matter how much money you got, what kind of house you live in. It don't matter what kind of cars you drive. It don't matter what your job is. It don't matter what your name is. It don't matter. God has success in store for you. If you will just say, God, I'm going to take your word and I'm going to believe your word, I'm going to act upon your word, and I'm going to watch your work perform on my behalf. Glory to God. That ought to make somebody happy. People will look at other people and say, I wish I was more like them. No, you don't. The only one you ought to decide you want to be more like is Jesus Christ of Nazareth because he's the one he said you ought to imitate as dear children. Listen, if you'll imitate Jesus, you'll have what he's got. You can follow somebody else. You ain't going to get what they got unless they decide to give it to you and be kind and nice. But I guarantee if you'll operate under the, the, the obedience of God and the word of God, you will have what he says you'll have. Come on, am I tra- preaching all right this morning yet? So he said, nevertheless, at your word, we're going to go let down the nets. He said net. The New Living Translation says nets, but either way, he went out. He went out where? Into the deep. And then notice what it says. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Mike, have we got there yet? We, we, we put a little, we, we sunk it a little bit in the water, but not quite sinking that boat yet. The Bible says they filled both boats. They were partners, understand. They, 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 uh, and, and they began to sink. I'm telling you. I want to go on one of those trips. Mike, let's go. We need Parker. You know, we found out that the Bible says the fish of the sea, we have dominion over. We figure we have dominion over them in the lake. 
I'm, I'm proud. I'm kind of, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I have thought, taught Mike a few things. <laughs> Y'all know me and Mike was big buddies growing up and, and done some crazy stuff together and such as that. And it's always an honor to have people like that sitting and, and, and respect you of their pastor because they know I was right there with them. Of course, he was the bad influence in my life. But anyway, <laughs> he steered me wrong. But we went fishing. We had my little grandson with us with Lake Limestone. We're sitting there and, and Mike was sitting there and he, he had his, we cast all the rods out and Mike was sitting in the back of the boat and he was going like it. My grandson, he what, that was two years ago or last year or so. It's probably seven years old and he was sitting there and Mike started going, here, fishy, fishy, fishy. And all of a sudden his rod and reel went, Meow. he pulled that fish in. My grandson, he's watching all this. He's sitting there and he pulls it in. And of course, Mike would also hang him and give the rod and roll to Parker and he'd pull it in. And so, so we're sitting there and, and every, every time Mike threw it out, he said, here, fishy, fishy. And there goes that rod and roll. He killed another one. And all of a sudden, my grandson said, here, fishy, fishy. <laughs> he said, here, fishy, fishy, big fishy, fishy. <laughs> He's probably thinking, if he can catch those, I can get a bigger one. If I'll just say, add the big to it. <laughs> huh? Well, we caught a big one on a jug, didn't we? A 20 pounder. But I just thought that was pretty cute. Here, fishy, fishy. Anyway, I don't know why I said all that. I just want y'all to know Mike's getting something. So they signaled their partners, and, and the Bible says that, uh, they begin to fill both boats so that they begin to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus', Jesus knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that uh, which they had just taken. And so also were the sons of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid from now on. You will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all, and they followed Jesus. I'm telling you, that was an impactful fishing trip for Peter, James, and John because all of them follow Jesus. All of them are apostles today. I'm telling you something. They took the word and listen, Saul, they, I don't think they wanted to, really. I, I, I mean, he, he, he said, listen, we've taught all night long. Not, nothing happened then, and we're probably not expecting nothing to happen now, but we're going to, at your word, we're going to go do what you said. We're just going to obey your word. And I'm telling you, they put that net out and they caught fish. Obviously, they caught a bunch of fish because they was able to leave everything and, and follow Jesus. Listen, the word of God is given to us so it can be obeyed. It's given so we can hear it, but also so it can be obeyed. I found this out about the things when you read the Word of God, you think, man, how in the world can I do that? How can I ever become that? How can I ever get to that point and place in my life? You do it one step at a time, one scripture at a time, one word at a time. 
You just begin to grow. You begin to meditate. You begin to think upon the Word of God. Speak the Word of God. So when you have a report or something comes your way and you say, I don't receive that in the name of Jesus, you'll know exactly why you don't receive it and why the devil has no place, why the devil can't put that in your life because I have the Word on it and God's working over that Word to perform. So you find out when you read the Word of God, the next thing you know, God, God does require things out of us. Amen. He requires things out of us. So we read the Bible and we, we listen to the word of God. You say, well, I read the word pastor and, and I read it and I just don't get anything out of it. I, I, I just don't, I just don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't know what it says. Well, well, can I help you a minute to change what you're saying before you read it? Why not say, God, I understand your word. Reveal to me what I need to know in this word. Listen, some people tries to see, let, let me just help you real quick. Not this a close. I, 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 I got a lot lost to preach this morning. But the thing about it is, is if you sit down with your mindset, you're not going to get nothing. You're not going to get nothing. See, some, listen, if we're not careful, there's nothing wrong with reading lots of chapters. There's nothing wrong with it. We want to read the Bible. We want to read as much as we can, get as much as word as we can in it. But I found this out. We ought to spend a little time on a verse to get it instead of reading 10 chapters and get nothing. Right? That's why I said hold fast to your confession of faith without wavering for he who promises faithful. That's because when you start getting the word of God and meditate, you're to take one, one, one scripture. Just take it for Philippians 4.13, for instance. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Say it with me. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Say it again. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What would happen if you just spent just, spent just a few minutes on that, just saying it over and over and over till it got from here down into here, that when a report comes and says, you ain't going to be able to do this, and you say, ha, oh, I can too because I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen. Yes, I can. That's what God's word says. And then Philippians 4:19, you can just look uh, uh look right over the ch- uh, uh, few verses down and you find out he said, "But my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus." And you uh, just spend a little time on that one right there. And when you're having financial trouble and the devil says, "You're not going to make it this week. You're not going to be able to pay your bills this week." All of a sudden something comes up on the inside of you that my God will supply all of my need. That house payment is a need. My electric bill is a need. My water bill is a need. And my God said he'd supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ. I didn't make that up. It's written in the word of God. It came from the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And that what what that do, that will cause you to avoid flipping out. Anybody freaked out over your bills? I have plenty times. I don't flip out over them no more. Why? Because I spent some time reading that. I spent some time meditating on that. I chewed on that thing for a while. I mean, I chewed on it and chewed on it and chewed on it and chewed on just just like an old cow laying out in the pasture going, chewing that cud. Them old, them old cows will chew that and swallow it, burp it back up and chew on it some more. Mm. Better the second time around. <laughs> Y'all ready to go eat dinner? <laughs> Come on now. But when you just say, here, 
Because see, if we're not careful, we will mental assent to things. In other words, we know God uh, does, we know God He will, but we just don't know if He'll do it for us. You gotta get past that and walking in faith knowing my God will supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. Not just Pastor Randy's, not just other people, but all my needs. Woo, suck it now, suck it now. You gotta get it. The devil attacks your body and says, I'm going to kill you with this. You say, oh, no, you're not. Because Isaiah 53, 5 says that Jesus bore stripes on his back for my healing. For by Jesus' stripes. Everybody say this with me. For by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. Say it again. For by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. You said, can you say that when you're sick? You better say it when you're sick. Because if you want to turn that around, you need to start saying what God said. I'm not telling you to say, Nikki, what I'm saying. I'm telling you to say what God's saying. It, there it is right there. That's in the Bible. Sometimes people think we're just full of nonsense. You just, you're just, you're just, you're just not living in reality, preacher. No, I'm not. I'm living in the truth of what God said in His Word, and because of what He said in His Word, I am able to experience in my life because He watches over His Word to perform it, and no word of God is impossible of fulfillment, and it's not lacking any power to bring it to pass in your life. Woo! Shoot! So wouldn't you rather just take this verse right here and eat on it for about 15 or 20 minutes and it become a part of your life rather than reading 10 chapters and turn around and said, what did I just read? See, I can assure you of this. You'll leave this service today and if somebody was to ask you, what did he preach on? I don't know, but it was good. I've been guilty of that, sitting the whole service and thinking, I know it was good. What did they say? Because the devil will have you sitting at Dairy Queen eating a blizzard or something. Come on. So I have found out, if I will just take a little time and pull some of these verses out of the Word into my mouth, into my ear, and start meditating. Listen, I can hear it. I can get it up here. But honey, where I want to get it is down here. Because that's when it becomes revelation knowledge. That's when it's revealed to you by God Himself. Even as Peter uh, said, uh, when he said, Who do men say that I am? Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You said, what's the gates of hell not going to prevail against? The revelation of Isaiah 53.5. The revelations of Philippians 4.13. 
4, 19, and all these scriptures, it will not prevail against that word when you get it from here to here. And I'd rather see you spend a little time getting a scripture here and put it in here instead of reading. Now, there's nothing wrong with reading. I read. I'll, I'll, I'll read. I'll read. I'll just start back over the New Testament. I'll read it over and over. But the thing about it is and I'll just read four, five, six uh, chapters in my setting and such as that. But I tell you what, there'll be a time when the scripture sticks out and I'll just stop at it right there. I said, when did he stick that in there? Where did that come from? I've read this 20, 50, whatever times I've read it, and I never saw that verse in there before. i got to see why it's there for. Amen? Y'all get anything this morning? Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the Word's important. The Word's important. God's made it so easy to get into the Word of God. Everything you can get, you can get it on your phone. You can get it in your car. Anywhere you can get it, you can get the Word of God. You need to take time to just saturate your, saturate, saturate. Anyway, get the word all over you and in you. Hallelujah. God is so good, isn't he? Hallelujah.